another SportsWise podcast. I have Jai on the un- other line, and unfortunately, no Harry tonight. Hey, mate. Yes, yes. No Harry tonight. Um, the poor bloke, it's his birthday. It'd be good to get some people's opinion that are normally right, not like his. I mean, he's gone along the lines to say the Panthers will only win six games for the season. I mean, I think there's six or seven games left. They've already got that. He reckons JT would have been fit for the first origin. Um, he reckons that he'd be fit for the third one out for the season. Um, he also did pick Queensland winning in um, game one, jumping off um, the Timberwolves onto the at 76ers the at the worst time and saying that the Lions um, will make the top eight. And last but not least, breaking news, Lukaku looks like he's heading to um, United. So Harry... Not much of an expert, but doing it is well, his doing birthday. Well, really, isn't he? Yeah, it is his birthday, but um, yeah, he couldn't join us tonight. But yeah, we've got two experts on here, don't we? Yeah, we do. Hopefully, we can. Uh, it's been a while. It's been we haven't talked since I think pre NBA drafts. It's been a couple of weeks now. We've all been busy in that, but it's good to be back. So we'll start off with some Premier League. You being a Tottenham fan, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Are you a bit worried with you guys being so quiet in this in the transfer window? Uh, yes and no, I guess um, it does show um, the strength of our squad. I do know um, we struggled when we had Champions League um, backing up. Um, so we do need maybe two to three players, but our first eleven's pretty strong. Um, I think it's probably one of the best, maybe top two in the Premier League um, being the strongest. But yeah, we do need a backup for Harry Kane. I mean, we're just lucky Son scored. A lot of goals, and same with Deli Alley, and maybe a midfielder. There's talk of um, Ross Barkley, and probably maybe a central defender um, if Kevin Wimmer heads off. But um, yeah, like you said, there's no people out on the outer, um, and there's no people coming in, um, which can be good and bad. I mean, you don't want to sign too many players, but um, you always need to add two or three fresh faces, um, get a bit of competition for places. So, yeah, a little bit worried, but um, still a long way to go. Still another two months, pretty much, until the end of the transfer window. I think the big thing there is early on in the windows, a lot of talk about you guys, um, players that other teams are interested from taking from you guys, and the fact that so far, hopefully, it stays like that for you, that none of them have um, gone anywhere in that. So that's a big one, like you said, yeah, keeping it together. And not maybe adding one late might pre- or one or two lates, like you said, probably going to help a lot. Um, yeah. That one. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's been talk of pretty much all our players heading off, um, as you expect um, when you're, you're a team that's on the up and they're all young, got the youngest squad in the Premier League. I think it's just under a tick of an average age of 24, which is, um, like I said, the youngest in the Premier League. But yeah, so... Kyle Walker's been linked to your Manchester City for a while now. Um, that's a deal. Yeah, that's a deal where we want 50 mil, according to the papers, and City only want to pay 40. So I can't see why City wouldn't pay the extra 10 mil if they really want him, considering that they don't really care about the where their money's spent. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just keeping the keeping the players. Hopefully, Kieran Trippier can get a new deal. Um, it's been reported that it's been agreed, but nothing announced yet. So a little worrying, but yeah. Yeah, I think 
Um, the big one, like I said earlier, the Lukaku story here seems to come out. Seems Is it true? I saw something earlier. I'm not sure if it's still part of the deal, but was it $75 million plus Rooney? Or was Rooney a separate yeah, part of the deal? Yeah, there is talk of that, but Rooney is supposed to be leaving on a free transfer. So, yeah, not, not part of the deal technically, but there is talk of him going the other way to Everton, back to where he was when he uh, first started as a 16-year-old. Um, apparently, they're going to be paying him £250,000 a week, which um, for Everton is a lot of money, but they've just got a new owner um, at the past uh, last season. So um, they've spent, I think, £93 million already um, with a few good few good buyers in there. So you know they're looking pretty strong if they can get Rooney. I mean, he's not the player he was, but he, he can definitely add something to them, a bit of experience. But swapping Lukaku for Rooney is... Just crazy. You'd think they'd try and buy another goal machine. If they got that much money, they definitely can do it. I mean, yeah, there's just not too many out there, though. That's that's the thing. I mean, you've got Belotti, Costas, off to Atletico, but you're not going to buy like an Aguero or Kane. You invest in a young guy, maybe that could be potential rather than a big name. Yeah, there is talk of them wanting Olivier Giroud from Arsenal. Which him and Rooney together would probably be slower than a, a snail. Um, <laughs> that's a little bit strange, but yeah, like I said, it's early doors in the transfer window. Yeah. Didn't um, Giroud? No, someone else left Arsenal, didn't they? No, they signed a striker this morning. Lacazette from Lyon in France. Um, 50 mil, apparently, is the fee. But yeah, Alexis Sanchez is a massive one where apparently he's told them that he wants the amount of money per week and if they don't give it to him, he's off. But I just can't see him staying there without Champions League football, yeah. being the player so that he Giroud is. Giroud is the one they've talked about moving, but he hasn't gone yet. Yeah, there's been a little bit of talk of Giroud to Everton. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there's been a few few other signings. I mean, United will probably spend big, 75 mil for Lukaku. City have been a little bit quiet. Chelsea have done nothing um, so it's a bit bit strange at the moment I mean Arsenal have made a big signing Everton yeah Everton have made a lot of signings but yeah it's been a little bit quiet um, for the for the top six clubs obviously besides I think they their damage early on and then now they're just kind of settled a bit and there's kind of testing the waters now with a few other things and seeing what else they need I think yeah I think City will definitely probably sign maybe three or four more players as the window goes on, I mean, pre-season starts in about 14 days, so two weeks. So, um, But people just finished at um, Confederations Cup, and most of them, are, the top players, are still on holidays and don't get back till next week. Yeah. So, yeah, but there's agents out there, and that's what they're to do. But, yeah. I think, yeah. I make, do you reckon Everton are probably the under-the-radar, the biggest winners so far? Oh, definitely the biggest winners, probably nearly in maybe controversially in world football like they've just made a few very very good signings um, I think it's David Klassen from Ajax um, talk with Rooney um, it's just Michael Keane from Burnley so they've done they've done pretty well and they've got Velassi to come back from injury who missed out last year it was a real bad I think it was an ACL injury so yeah they could be like you said potential top four but um, with the quality in the other teams, I still can't see them good, breaking into the top four. 
yeah, it's going to be insane. It's going to be very, very close. I mean, United and City will be a lot stronger, and you'd think Chelsea and Spurs and Arsenal will be as well. And then you add Everton in the mix there. There's seven teams that are, or in Liverpool as well, like Simon Mohamed Salah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a crazy season. I actually can't wait. It's only 40-odd days till it starts, and it just felt like it finished. So yeah. they don't deserve a holiday. More I just want them back. But yeah, <laughs> when you're earning a couple hundred thousand pounds a week, um, you should be playing 365 days of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, enough enough about EPL. Let's move on to NBA. I know there's um, been a lot of draft news. Um, yes. I know you look forward to... I love the, my draft and all that, the college ball and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, probably the biggest free agency winner, well, maybe not winner, but player was Chris Paul. Um, the trade. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, um, he was probably the biggest free agent. And he was traded to the Rockets earlier the other week, I think it was this week yeah. or last week. But yeah, he's a massive coup for the Rockets there. Um, yeah, I thought I think the Clippers for what they got back too for him literally being able to leave for nothing and then the sign and <coughs> trade, which Chris Paul's left a lot of money on the table there, but I think it's on both from both teams' views it's very, very good. Like Houston only have him for one year now, and then if it doesn't work out with him and Harden, they can flick him off and he can go get signed a big deal somewhere else um, but if it does, does work now he can get the Supermax there because he got traded so um, he's 32 is he or yeah 32 so he's got maybe three years two or three years yeah small point guards under 6'4 usually this is about the time they start dropping off a bit Blossom. So oh dropping okay yeah. the smaller they are usually they older they struggle more they struggle the older they get so um, yeah it'll be interesting I, I just Everyone's about how good a fit, like how it's going to be. I, I don't see personally. I can't really see it working. They're the two most ball, two of the top three most ball dominant players in the league last year. And you've all of a sudden got to throw them on the same team together. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. I guess it's more of they're going to as long as they take turns of playing off the ball and that. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting fit for sure. I mean, they can stagger the minutes and stuff, but they're still going to have to play a lot of minutes together. That's the thing. Yeah, it's it's wondering if you think they can play together. Yeah, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm intrigued to see how it works, to be honest. Like, I guess you can say Harden's done it before when he was in Oklahoma. He had kept Durant and Westbrook, so but he was more of a six-man role there. So it's a bit different. He's not the superstar he is now. Yeah, probably the biggest news in world basketball um, is Paddy Mills signing a three-year deal with a mighty San Antonio Spurs for $57 million. I mean, that's crazy money for for Paddy Mills. I mean, he's a good player, but 57 mil, Jesus Christ, for three years. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I think that he's the best, probably the best backup point guy in the league, to be honest. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good, and obviously being Australian... Doesn't get much well, speaking better. Speaking about Australia, we won't. We'll get away from the fringe for a second. So, um, summer league, the Utah summer league has been on the last couple of days. The Orlando summer league, Dante Exum has been absolutely killing it. Twenty-three points today. I think he hit three or four three pointers. Um, he was going up against Marco Fultz, who Marco Fultz scored twenty-one against him as well. But he was just like Fultz's. He was making Fultz look like a fool on defense as a rookie. So 
and he actually looks like he's hitting some threes. So that's what I said. I say I don't know if I was saying it to you guys. I was saying if he gets his shooting up to scratch, he could be become a very very good NBA player. But the problem is now with Utah, they've gone and got the Rubio, and then Haywood's gone and left. So all of a sudden you've got Exum and you've got Donovan Mitchell who they've drafted as well. So it's like he's kind of your second third point guard now. So it's yeah, he's kind of he's fallen back in the pecking order, but at the same time, Utah aren't going to be as good a team. So it'll be interesting how that works out there. Yeah, just like as I was talking about Spurs before, there is one player that they do want to call into. I think it's Chris Haynes at ESPN. Um, is Jamal Crawford? Um, he's now at the Atlanta Hawks, and the Cavs themselves have shown a bit of interest. I've yeah, heard. so he's got to get bought out first. That's the um, the big step. Um, if that happened and when that happens. So, um, apparently, he Atlanta kind of want to keep him, which is weird. Like, But he's like, I want to go win. I don't want to be in a team that's tanking like Atlanta. They've got rid of the Dwight Howard contract. They've got rid of Millsaps left now. They've literally got nothing, that roster. So, I think it's time for them to finally bottom out and tank and kind of get some high picks and see what they can get. So, um, Crawford, he's sixth man of the year candidate for the last four, five years. Awesome scorer off the bench. Awesome vet, I think. There's t- yeah, I could see him fitting in anywhere almost. Um, but the problem is, I don't know if that's what the Spurs need. The Spurs need that extra player in their starting yeah, we've... Especially, you might be losing Dwayne Dedman. Um, so... Kawhi Leonard, like, if he gets injured, I mean, we've seen in the, the yeah. final series, we just... We needed, like, another... A top class player. I mean, we've we were beating the Warriors like Golden State, and just, it, just yeah, it just all fell apart. Like for the rest, of it, like just got swept off the floor. Like it was just crazy. I mean, yeah, we just probably need obviously all the markets step up. I mean, he's yeah. he's he was top twenty, probably still top twenty player in the league last year, and he's just I don't know what he what he's just. He can't. He's the one person who won't buy into Pop's system. It seems, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. If Lamarcus and Kawhi step up, I mean, mm. Spurs are always there or thereabouts. I mean, they're always in the finals and that sort of stuff. Under Pop, you know, they're pretty well drilled. But yeah, like you said, he hasn't really hasn't really stood up. I'm hoping that Paddy Mills can have a big season next year, obviously with that big contract because yeah. he was in the free agency he's, as well, I think. Is he starting point guard now, do you reckon, with that contract? You'd think so. I mean, that's a big contract for 29-year-old, like, backup from last season yeah. point guard. I mean, are you going to put Tony uh, Parker ahead of him still? Well, Tony Parker's a 1,000 years old, yeah. isn't he? So you would think that Paddy Mills would probably have such a big or maybe a more of a starting role to play next season, and obviously Tony Parker's um, experience. Actually, I did and... see Derek Rose was one you guys might be going after. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. I think it was our 29th pick, um, White. He's looked alright in the summer league, actually. If you, um, yeah, I've, I think we played Celtic this morning yeah, or did, last yeah. night or something like that, and um, I'm pretty sure we beat him, and he looked alright. Like. Early on, he was, he was a bit shaky. He was, it was funny because he was good early on last game and then bad in the second half, then started bad today but finished well. So, yeah. But you've got Dion he looked, and he looked Murray good. as well. He's same yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, they're both obviously this is to try and get yourself into um, into the squad for next season. Yeah. So I'm hoping that 
um, can be one of those lottery picks. I mean, the 29th pick's never really... No, you guys <laughs> you hardly ever find. to find someone with it. That's the thing. Yeah, so. that's what I mean. So I'm hoping that um, Pop can turn him into a pretty good player. I mean, he looks, he looks all right. I mean, you can only go off what you see um, on the internet and YouTube and He's that sort of stuff. He's a little slow getting to his spot in that, but he does seem to yeah. have a really good awareness of the game around him and that, and what what he seems to make the defenders move and then move to what the defenders do rather than um, yeah, I do, the defenders. Yeah, I do remember move. you saying, yeah, that his shooting was a little bit off. I mean, he's, I thought he's done all right with his shooting. and Yeah. I mean, last, I remember Summer League, it's rookies and sophomores. still got to hit them, though. So, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting when, when the game starts going even quicker in the NBA, how he goes. But no, it's, it is definitely good signs. Um, him and Deontay Murray, it's good young yeah. core. For you guys, for sure. Yeah, just while we talk about um, Cavs earlier, there is talk that, well, maybe it's, you can probably tell me and confirm it that Richard Jefferson is on his way back. Yeah, he's is coming that... back. Um, one of the two podcasters. Um, look, I'll be brutally honest. The Cavs need to do something. I'm kind of. He announced his own deal on his podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He announced on his podcast that he was going to come back for a year come back for the last year of his contract. I mean, he's, I love the man. He's one of the funniest blokes you ever listen to on a form of media. Um, and he's just, he's a great vet presence. He even like, even showed real good signs of guarding Kevin Durant in that, in the playoffs. Like for a guy his age, he's still incredibly athletic. Um, so he's definitely, I think one of the vets that we do, do need to bring back. I think I'm glad Darren Williams is gone because he looks like he's way past his use by date. But I think the Channing Fries and the Shumpets are the kind of contracts that the Cavs should be looking to move on and seeing what they can get for them. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of just like going away from the free agency. I kind of feel sorry for LeBron a little bit. I mean, if he was before um, Michael Jordan, he probably would be the greatest. Um, that's what he would be. I know people talk about him still being the greatest now, but I think with Michael Jordan being there doing it first, I think yeah. um, it's a bit different. You know, if you do it first, you're always like Muhammad Ali and right. that sort of stuff. Yeah, like I just feel for the bloke wherever he goes. I mean, he always takes the team to the finals, I think. I think it's such um, a great thing that everyone looks at his record and goes, oh, he's lost this many times. But you look at some of the teams he's actually taken to the finals. Yeah, and like I've like, only just started getting into basketball as you know um but yeah i just feel as though if he was before michael jordan oh. that he would probably be regarded as the best yeah. i know um you know how you much probably you talk about his am, so um i just yeah. think but at the same time it's just like jordan never made it out of the first round until he got pippin and those kind of blokes on his team whereas lebron took that cleveland team which is probably the worst side ever to make it to the finals, he, he carried that side of the finals. They didn't have like they had Igauskas as their second best player, and you, most people don't even know who the hell that is. Yeah, I've so, never heard yeah, of him, exactly. So. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, I don't want to go into that too much. Um, yeah, I think we'll move on. I think we'll try and in the off season. I'm not going to yeah. talk about the Cavs. Let's too much. talk about probably um, just yeah. Let's let's talk about um, your great pal Stephen Curry. His new contract, new contract, I mean, yeah, it's a massive, crazy. $201 million over five years or I think that's something like a, that. It's, he deserves it because of the, it's a little, such a small contract he was on while he won two MVPs in that. I think it's great to see yeah. him finally get what he deserves. Um, 
as much as I don't like Golden State and that, but I do I do respect Stephen Curry. He's probably he's changed the game a lot. He is a very very good player, but I'm always going to have that bit of vendetta against the Warriors. Um, yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, like it's it's a massive contract. I mean, and that's pay, no matter what, what. Sorry, you've got yeah. to pay respect to Durant for taking so much less, so he could get that as well. That's what I was about to say. You know, Kevin Durant. I think you could probably correct me if I'm wrong. A couple of weeks ago, he said, um, "Chase the rings and not the money." And I think he took a pay cut. Not sure it's how much. That. Why didn't he do that when um when they had to trade Harden because they couldn't pay him when Kevin Durant decided to take a big contract? Yeah, I mean, he's got his right now, so, yeah. <laughs> but I think there was um, one more deal. Like, I know one of our, our mates, Liam, follows um, Celtics. Celtic. Gordon Haywood. I don't yeah, think Gordon that moves anything, to be honest. It doesn't. Gordon Haywood's a good player. He's an all-star, but I don't think it moves the needle that much, to be honest. I mean... 128 mil, though. Oh, he's, no, he's Gordon Haywood. Don't get me wrong. He's a very, very good player. Like, he's an all-star. He'll be an all-star in the East easy now, especially because all the other guys are going west. But... He's gonna have to. Who's he gonna go up against in the when they play the Cavs? LeBron. It's just yeah. he's not. Going Same to, thing. Like they had Crowder, who's probably a better defender on LeBron this year. Yet yeah. they talk. There's talks that Crowder's going, so they can make space for Hayward. It's kind of like you're not gonna have anyone really. Fair enough. Hayward's a better scorer and a better all-round basketball player, but you still gotta stop LeBron. And I mean, but at the same time, he's not, he's younger, so he fits into that whole. They want to be the best team in the East in two or three years, kind of thing. So he fits into yeah. that kind of timeline perfectly. So, um, but it's just it's a kick in the guts for all these small team markets. Like they've changed this whole supermax thing to try and keep players in their small towns and that. But it just seems to no one's actually done it. The Utah, Utah have lost Gordon Hayward. Indiana have lost Paul George. Oklahoma last year with Kevin Durant. It's just it's just all these small market teams are. And now you look at um. Uh, Zach Randolph has left Memphis. Memphis now have... They've got to think about it. Are they going to try and roll it back with Conley and Gasol or are they going to blow it up and start trying to rebuild? I mean, it's just all these small market teams are just... It's so hard to be successful. Um, yeah, keep just especially players. when some people are just all about chasing money and that sort of stuff, so... Yeah. I think like my, my most underrated yeah. thing... I think the, um, sorry, we're pretty much... Just with Oklahoma... They have now built the perfect team to defend Golden State. They have the moves they have made. You've got Paul George, Patrick Patterson, Robeson comes back. You've got Adams, Westbrook. That starting five is very it's pretty very, solid. Very solid defensively against Golden State. Then off the bench, you've got Jeremiah Grant. You've got Terrence Ferguson, the Aussie who played in the, for the 36ers here in the NBL. Not Aussie, sorry, American who played for the 36ers. Three and D guy straight out of the draft. They've built a very, very good roster around Westbrook in that now. And I think Paul George is a perfect fit as a next superstar because he doesn't need to handle the ball so much. Um, so I think that's one yeah. to watch coming up. So that could be a little yeah, little tip there from Jared that um, Oklahoma could they knock could off reckon, Golden State. Oh, I reckon they're the team to watch the under-the-radar 50-plus win team in the in the West that could end up shocking everyone. So the West is absolutely stacked. Like All these moves, it's just... The big one we haven't even talked yeah. about for Harry's case, uh, Jimmy Butler to the Wolves and Jeff Teague there now. It's just... Yeah, we'll wait, we'll wait till he comes back on and give him a bit of shit. We'll talk about Philly. Yeah. We'll love to talk about that now too. So. All right, let's 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 move on there. I think we've covered yeah, pretty much the main things in NBA, which is good. Um, we'll quickly touch on the AFL. Um, I forgot to... Because we haven't done a podcast for a few weeks, I forgot to say... 
sucks shit. Hawthorne beat the Crows um, two weeks ago. Terrible game. I had a bad yeah, feeling, but, to be fair. I was just like, coming out of the bye. I was just, I think I said it. I was like, I think we'll lose. I yeah. Just... <laughs> but probably, you know, uh, West Coast finally winning away from home. It's about time. It was a big one last week. Yeah. The Crows beating Carlton. Um, Gold Coast beating the Kangaroos. And then probably the shock of the round. I think it was the draw. Um, Geelong and GWS, which I hate. Yeah. I, I was like, kind of like, I don't know if I'd rather, like, for the Crows' sake, I didn't know who I wanted to win, like, because, but the tie's even worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it only puts them two points ahead and leaves yeah, um, Geelong two points behind. So, um, but the mighty, the mighty Brisbane got up for Harry. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne. Run, Jai, they're going to make the finals, apparently. Oh, uh, yeah. Harry's always right, so. They're only, they're only um, 20 points the biggest out talk- with six rounds left or seven rounds left. That's yeah. fine. The biggest talking point in, in world um, sport right now is the St. Kilda getting up oh, over Fremantle. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, go what too hard about getting up over Fremantle, Jai. So let's just don't count your chickens <laughs> too early there. Nah, against the old coach, you know. Um, uh, I, yeah, I think it was a great, great game to watch. I think it was pretty much the last five or six minutes of just goal for goal, really. Um, I was pretty nervous. I'm not the world's biggest AFL fan, but I do enjoy watching it. Uh, and yeah, I was a little bit nervous, but got the win at the end there. Tim, Tim Membry. Yeah. Underrated. I just can't get over how crazy the season's been up and down. You just can't pick anything. It's just, and like we've, we've said this the whole, every time we've been on a podcast, but it just keeps going that way. Like people just keep beating yeah. people you don't expect to win. That's right. Yeah, it's it's been a hard one to judge, but I think yeah, hopefully actually will be a bit of a giant killer for the rest of the season where they'll get themselves up for bigger games. But then against like the teams they shouldn't beat, they'll probably end up beating. But then the teams they should beat, they'll probably lose to. It's gonna be one of those kind yeah. of finishes for Hawthorne, I think. It's funny you say the giant killer because they do play um, GWS well, next week, okay. and uh, we got St Kilda versus the Chokers. Richmond, Richmond Tigers, Richmond which will be another. Like uh, they found their mojo after choking for a couple of weeks, so. Yeah, they they they'll definitely be there thereabouts around um, semi-finals and that sort of stuff, no doubt. But yeah, they just got to probably try and get rid of that hoodoo of losing the the game in the last few minutes. Yeah, no, that's true, for sure. But yeah, I think. I think, I think that's the big, actually big one for me too is Sydney. They've gone an absolute roll and now they're only like one win out of the eight. Gone from being none and five yeah. to ninth and one win out. It's just crazy. I think they'll finish in, they'll almost be a prelim finalist, I reckon. They're, they're going to be back to where they Yeah, well, they've got Gold Coast, so you could probably nearly say they'll win that. But in saying that, Gold Coast are a team that you just don't know what, yeah, what Gold Coast what team is going to think. So. That seems to be the defining yeah. factor every time. If, if he's playing, they win. So, oh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping the Saints can hold on to um, being in the top eight. We got Richmond, then Essendon, then the Swans, and then Port Adelaide, and then um, West West Coast. Yeah, West Coast at home, which we should win that. Oh, yeah, West Coast away, never yeah, win away from home. That's true, but yeah, it's a very very <laughs> tough finish for you guys. Sure. Yeah. So just moving away from that, just want to touch on um, 
uh, what was it, the NRL, just the club sort of stuff. Um, last week was a was a big game. Uh, me and Harry went and seen Melbourne Storm and the Broncos. He's a Broncos fan, obviously, and I'm a Melbourne Storm fan. And Melbourne absolutely flogged them. So Harry hasn't had the wrong. best week. Yeah, um, 42 points to 12 was the final score. Um, could have been a cricket score, but yeah. He probably had some excuses. Not been a very good. Yeah, you know, Broncos are the best team in the world. Could play any sport, you'd probably reckon. But yeah, there's a few shock results. Parramatta beating the Doggies. Gold Coast over St. George. Cronulla Sharks absolutely flogging. Um, the Sydney Roosters, who were in second place, 44-12. Um, so two of the top four um, got beaten by the other two in the top four, which and wasn't just beaten, they were smashed. And Manly over the Warriors, North Queensland still getting the job done without Jonathan Thurston, which was is surprising. West Tigers finally getting a win, even though it was against Newcastle and South absolutely smashing Penrith. Yeah. So with the origin period coming up, there's only four games, I believe, this week. So, yeah, it's getting interesting getting to the business point of the season. Injuries kick in, especially around rep football time. So yeah. looking forward to the back end of the season and hopefully another premiership to Melbourne. Oh, no. Anyone but the Broncos will be good. Oh. Go the Roosters. don't even know where they are, but... <laughs> They're coming second, I think. No, uh, third, fourth. Jesus, I'll jump on them. I, yeah. don't, I don't even know what they are, but I'll pick them. They're saying that, pick the team. <laughs> yeah, in saying that, as you were saying that, the um, AFL was close. I mean, Melbourne are first on twenty-eight, and seconds Cronulla Sharks on twenty-four, and then third and fourth Manly and Roosters are on twenty-four, and then fifth and sixth are on twenty-two points, and seventh and eighth are on twenty. Okay. So. Yeah, Very it's close again. unpredictable. Oh, yeah. So both codes in Australia this year look like they're pretty unpredictable besides probably um, the top four in the NRL. But, yeah. That's crazy. That's enough of NRL for club stuff. Let's move on to something uh, on at the moment, some Wimbledon talk. Yeah, I love time. a bit of tennis. Yeah, absolutely love it. Um, Wimbledon is obviously the pinnacle of tennis, as they call it. Um, but a young Australian, Bernard Tomic, absolute, absolute fucking flog he is. <laughs> um, but then again, devil advocate, you can probably see his point. I mean, he reckons that he doesn't um, enjoy the sport. He just said the motivation, it's not there. I couldn't care less if I make fourth round US Open or I lose um, in the first round. To me, everything is the same. I'm going to play another 10 years, and I know after my career I won't have to work again. So, um, yeah, like I said, he's got the talent where um, people are slagging him off, saying if you don't want to do it, why are you there? That's the thing. But at the end of the day, I just, you know, when do there's got to be a time where all of us are going to work and we're not really motivated, but, you know, we still turn up. And, um, if he's getting paid, I think he said a few years ago he's got $10 million. So, I mean, he's 24 years old. He doesn't have to win it. There's plenty of people in the world that want to be in a position he's in that are nowhere near as talented as him. Like, he's got to understand that and make the most of it and just go, you know what, and if he doesn't want to do it, do something else. Yeah, I mean, I agree. 
with um, what you're saying there, but he's it's the same as Nick Kyrgios. Uh, they just couldn't give a shit. Kyrgios a bit different. Um, he's a lot yeah. younger, and he seems actually, dare I say it, seems the last six months or so to have been trying to go along the right path. He, he had that good run of yeah. form, but then got injured again, and that um, kind of has seemed to put him back towards that bad path again. But I think he was actually genuinely injured in this tournament. I don't think this is one of his stupid things because there was a lot of talk coming into the tournament that he had a hip problem. So I think we can actually give him the benefit of the doubt for once in that one. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, um, Nick Curios is probably one of my favourite tennis players. I mean, the, the talent that that guy has is just amazing. Like when he wants to and wants to try and wants to try and win, I mean, he can beat anyone like we've seen a few years ago. I think he beat Nadal. I think it was, was at Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah, and um, and then a couple of years later, he just tanked pretty much. Just couldn't give a shit. He was just not even trying to return the ball from a serve. And yeah, I mean the attitude. I think he needs help. It's a bit of a mental side. I mean, he's definitely got the talent, but um, like he's the same as Tommy. Like they got that much money now. Like. Oh, I, I don't want to put him in the same category as Tomic. I think Tomic is a bit wor- a, a lot worse. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say there's a there's a line that he's gone and now he's just absolutely smashed that with what he's done during the week. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, the big it was one was Warinka getting knocked out in the first <laughs> round from this tournament too. Let's get off the negatives a bit, I think, and get and talk about tennis a bit. I think Warinka getting knocked out first round was an absolute shock. I, th- I thought he was one of my favourites, I thought, especially with the way all the superstars have been playing. I thought he could be one of Yeah, that average. was a massive shock, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but yeah, just quickly back on Tomic. I mean, he got a $15,000 fine for faking an injury. I mean, I think I spoke to you about it earlier, that he wanted to break down momentum, and I think it was his ankle pretending to have an ankle injury. I mean, he's just a genuine fucking flog, but he does have the talent and, you know, he's got the money and he probably, like you said, he only needs to play for another 10 years and he'll never have to work again. Probably would never have to work again anyway, but, yeah. Is that where the Tennis Federation can step in and just say, look, you're not playing anymore? We're going to give the spot to someone to be here? I don't think they can do that because if he keeps qualifying and that sort of stuff, it's a... Unless they actually give him a give him a band, um, a band itself, I'm not sure they can stop him from playing. But yeah, he actually falls out of the top hundred with that loss, possibly, which means he doesn't automatically qualify. Yeah, but he's still. I mean, when he comes up against people that qualifying, he's probably definitely going to beat them. Yeah, because he's got he's got talent, but he's just an absolute dickhead. Mm. But yeah, hopefully. Uh, Roger Federer can get another win. The goat. No, I'm I'm going I'm jumping on Djokovic again. I think he's finally touch wood. He he found a bit of form in the um, pre-tournament. I think hopefully he can. He's, he's got to get back in form sometime. He can't just keep going the way he is. So hopefully this can be the one. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Djokovic fan as well. But just like the last few tournaments, he just seems to be. It's ever since that uh, U.S. Open. Yeah, it just. Just doesn't look himself. So. Just doesn't look to, you know, be the number one player in the world that he, he was. was. So He's just slipped back. But yeah. yeah. I am hoping uh, Roger Federer can get another win. The GOAT. 
it's crazy what he's, he's what he's done last year or so. Like everyone thought he was, oh, he's pretty much done, and he's just come back and just absolutely killing it. If anyone yeah, him said and to me Dahl, that yeah. him and the Dahl would win the Australian Open <coughs> and the French Open, oh god, no one would. Everyone would be like, yeah, right. Yeah, Nadal is just king of clay. Like, there's no doubt about it. No one even comes close. And for me, Federer is just the king of all. I mean, he's up there with one of the greatest sportsmen yeah, probably definitely. in the history. Yeah, probably top 10, arguably, to some people. Some people yeah. not, but, yeah. Definitely in the bracket, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's probably the Wimbledon, the big big talking points out of that. Not sure there's anything else really much happening besides the cricket dispute. No, that's here really in the Australia. Last talk about. I mean, what's your thoughts on it? I can see, I can see the point, but I can also see the fact that they're still earning a lot of money. But at the end of the day, it's only going to wreck Australian cricket. I mean, when the Ashes comes here later in the year, we are just going to get pumped if we don't have um, the full. The full squad. I think they've boycotted the Australian A tour. That's true. Yeah, they have. This the morning, is, from what I've seen from it, I don't think it's. Uh, so I, last time I had a bit of a went off about it a bit. These players wanting more money and that, but from what I've actually read into it a bit more, it's actually that the the top players are actually trying to get more money down to your domestic and your women's cricketers and that. So I actually completely agree with what they're trying to do, and they're trying to make it a percentage rather than. So they want it to be 22% of all revenue to go to the players rather than a fixed increment. So rather than everyone gets 1.2 million or whatever per contract, it's you get this percentage or whatever it is. So then the more the, in, the more the earnings go up, the more the wages go up in line with. And I think that's fair. I think that's a fair way to look at it, that we instead of being yeah. fixed for the next five years and everyone gets 1.2 million for the next five years, that it becomes 22% or 24%, whatever they're asking. It's one of those two. That, yeah, I think the other thing was... Um, in the grassroots, they didn't want it to come out of like pretty much their money that they should be earning. Um, I think they wanted it to just put more money in the grassroots and then exactly what you said there, um, take the earnings up for the average cricketer. I think a state cricketer earns 55K That's the rookies, minimum. Yeah. yeah, the rookies. Some of them are 300. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll take what? Some people six or seven years to earn three hundred thousand dollars, but yeah, I can see I can see why they're doing it. I mean, if a cricket Australia is earning more money because of these blokes, then they should be rewarded for it, yeah. and not just putting it in their own pocket. I think it just needs to be resolved just as quick as we can, and hopefully smash the palms here in the in the cricket. Yeah, well, I think first things um, first, they need to sort out so they can go to Bangladesh. Um, at least you got that tour first before we more about the Ashes. Yeah, I think the Ashes is one that we definitely don't want to lose. I no, mean, I know, but I think we'd rather get it sorted sooner than later because we want the best preparation possible for the players. Yeah, you'd think being at home here that we'd probably win, but in any sport, there's never no guarantees, or with anything, there's no guarantees. Where well, yeah, hopefully they can get it sorted and. Um, we can get Mitch Stark, Steve Smith, Davey Warner, and um, Glenn Maxwell all pumped up, ready for the summer. I love Glenn Maxwell. What a player! Um, no, it's we we no, we, it's all about watching Renshaw block out, block out mains. I love Renners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Renshaw. Yeah, what a bloke! Great bloke! Great bloke! Great bloke! Um, 
Anyway, is that it? I think that's all we've got for today. Yeah, I think that's about it. I think we've covered um, most things. Just looking forward um, to, you know, NBA, EPL, NRL, AFL. We're in, I don't know EPL and NBA are into pretty much. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting players coming and going. You're either going to be happy or not. And then you got um, the business end of AFL and um, NRL, State of Origin, next week, Game 3, the decider. Um, I'll talk to Harry a bit more about that next week. Hopefully that by then New South Wales have won <laughs> for the second time in 12 years. It's been a long, it's been a long time, baby, as Jared Haynes said. <laughs> with his tears coming out of his eyes. Oh God. Um, I think we'll, we'll leave yeah. it on that one then. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we're done. Right. Um, so don't yeah. forget, everybody, we're now on iTunes as well, so don't forget to please, it would be great if you could give us a, a little five-star rating and a little comment on iTunes. And uh, It's the best way yeah, these things subscribe. get bumped up on the ratings and that's so other people can hear our stuff and what we've got to say. And Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, get around us. Try, we need to start trying to get some more articles out as well um, the next couple of weeks for everyone to get around. And yeah, if yeah. you've got anything you want us to talk about, send it through. So thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>